What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. Unfortunately, Tom is not here today because Tom, well, um, I guess what, technical difficulties, scheduling, all of the above, but he could not make it for this episode. But don't fret, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news, and there are two dudes in this episode. Um, Actually, this episode is Got Fitted Japan. The Bangkok edition. Yep, that's right. I was, uh, your good old friend Johnny was in Bangkok this last weekend. Mmm. I tell you what, that's one of the cool things about living in Tokyo or Japan is that you are able to get to Guam, Korea, Vietnam, China, Singapore uh, fairly easy. So, I mean, if you're here for maybe like a year on business or you're just here just to work or you're here just on vacation, it's not too difficult to kind of like, you know, hop on a plane, hop on a bird, they say, and go across the pond and uh, check out another country that's completely different from Japan. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, Japan and uh, Bangkok or Tokyo and Bangkok are polar opposites polar opposites. In Tokyo, everything works. Everything works. And if something doesn't work well, it's getting replaced. Boom. Out of here. Get in the new. In Bangkok, everything's broken, but it works just enough. And, and that, that's got charm, you know? <laughs> At first, you're like, holy shit, everything's broken. I'm on a taxi that has only three tires. Oh, God. But after a while, you're just like, yeah, you know, it's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> We're alive. Everybody's alive. Everybody's happy. Everybody's smiling. The food is so delicious. Oh, God. Uh, faders, listen, if you're in Tokyo, if you're planning on coming to Tokyo, and I know a lot of you guys are because we get emails from you guys, definitely... Definitely make it in your trip to go to Bangkok just for a minute. I mean, my wife and I, we went to Bangkok for uh, three days because every three, we get this plan. Every three months, we got to get the fuck out of Tokyo, right? Now, I, I know, I know, whoa, everybody loves Tokyo. Tokyo's the best. Tokyo's the greatest. But I'll tell you what, man, when you live in Tokyo, and when you've been living in Tokyo for 15 years, uh, <laughs> every three or four months, you got to get out of the city, man. You got to go... You got to go anywhere. You got to go to Fukuoka, Okinawa. You got to go to Kawasaki. <laughs> Maybe that's not far enough, but Tokyo is a pretty intense city, man. There's people everywhere. Everybody's working. Everybody's kind of tired. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's having a good time. It's just so much. It's so full on that, you know, you just got to get out of the city just for a weekend every four months, dude. It keeps your mental sanity uh, in check, if you know what I mean. Uh, some people don't do that. Some people stay in Tokyo like for years. And man, those guys get a little strange. <laughs> They're a little uh, high wired, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we got out of uh, we got out of Tokyo. We got far out of Tokyo, and we went to Bangkok, and it was a fucking fantastic time, man. I gained I gained what ten pounds? Is that a stone for all our British listeners out there? Because whenever I talk to my British listeners, you know, or my friends, they're always like, "Oh, I lost a stone, or I gained a stone." I don't know how much a stone is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. I gained one or two stones when I was in Bangkok, dude, because, oh, man, I was just eating. I, I go on a foodcation, man. I go there for the food and the booze, dude. I was jinging shingha like it was going out of fashion, and I was eating anything that had curry or noodles or shrimp. Oh, God, it was so good. Oh, man. And I'll tell you what, faders. If you're married or if you got a girlfriend and you're in Tokyo or, in, if, or if you're in Japan and you want to get out of Japan... There's a really, really good technique to use, which I use to get out of Japan with your girl, right? If you want to get on with your girl, <laughs> if you want to weaken with the guys, that's totally cool. But um, this is what I do. I talk to her and I say, listen, we got to go to Bangkok, right? And she's like, okay, cool. You know, Bangkok's great. I'm like, awesome. Now to reinforce my plan, I say this. I say, listen, during the day, you can go shopping. During the day, you can go sightseeing. And I'll go with you, of course. We'll, we'll do this together. It's, it's a group thing. It's a family thing. But at night, I'm hanging out with the boys. And now, no, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't mean lady boys, of course. Of course, I do not mean lady boys, all right. But I'm hanging out with my, my homies, dude. Because I got a couple of friends from back home from the States that are living in Bangkok, right? So when I go to Bangkok with my wife, 
during the day, we do all the tourist shit, and she loves it. She has a great time. She has a lot of fun, and I carry bags. I carry bags from one part of the city to the other part of the city, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting faded the whole goddamn time, dude. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I've got a beer in my hand and a bag in the other, and we're just walking around carrying, like, statues of elephants, elephant pants. You know, I've been in Bangkok twice, and I haven't seen a real elephant yet. <laughs> I've seen so many elephant shirts and pants and keychains, and and I think elephants are great, but I haven't seen a real elephant. So I think the next time we go there, we gotta we gotta go elephant hunting, <laughs> not literally, but yeah, we gotta we gotta look for elephants. We got so much elephant shit here, but anyway, yeah. During the day, dudes just bite the bullet and just be polite, be nice, just carry the bags, and whatever she wants to do is totally cool. Because once that sun goes down, man, the vampires are coming out, dude, and that means you are gonna hang out with your homies and you are going to get lit, dude. Oh man, we got so drunk. Oh, so great. Now, honestly, I got really, really, really wasted with my friend Pond from uh, California, and he lives out there and shit. He's got like an advertising company and stuff. He's doing really good, and uh, that was awesome. But my other friend, Gavin, who I was hanging out with, he's more of a family guy. He's more he's more mellow, you know? He, he doesn't go out and get wasted all the time, you know? When he comes to Tokyo, it's gonna be a different story. <laughs> but um, in this episode, I interviewed Gavin because Gavin used to be a hardcore partier, man. This guy, this guy used to get faded. He was like the king of getting faded back in Frisco. And so um, in this episode, I met with him and his daughter, and we went to a, a nice little restaurant late at night. I think it was around maybe 9 or 10 o'clock at night or so. So we met up with him, and um, he had this story. He's like, oh, you've got a podcast. I've got a story about coming to Bangkok. And I was like, I would love to hear stories about coming to Bangkok because whenever I have friends that go to Bangkok, they always come back with stories, right? But Gavin, Gavin's an OG. He's been living in Bangkok for like 13 years, 15 years, something like that. He's been living there for a long time, right? So I want to hear some of his old school stories about him coming to Bangkok and how it was back then. Now, when we were hanging out, We didn't have that much time because he was with his daughter, it was a school night and all that shit, right? So he was only able to tell us the first part of the story. Why the fuck did I not turn off my goddamn phone? (laughs) Oh man, oh God, well that's definitely an amateur mistake. Uh, It gives me time to have a sip from my drink. Oh, yep, Irish coffee is best thing in the morning. By the way, this is a morning podcast. Ta-da! Morning podcast. Late at night, you know, there's a big difference. (laughs) I'm more faded. But, um, yeah, so we didn't have much time to do this podcast, to do this interview. So this is part one. Now, if all you faders like Gavin's story, and if you want to hear more, send Got Faded Japan emails. Go to the Facebook page, send us direct emails, contact us, and say that you want more. If you want more, I'll, call, I'll contact Gavin and I'll get more stories from him. I'll get part two, part three, part four. We could have a, we could have a whole, <laughs> we could have a trilogy <laughs> of these stories. So definitely, if you like them, contact us and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll contact Gavin and stuff. And um, you know what? This could be a great opportunity for you guys to get onto the Patreon page. Because if you go onto a Got Fitted Japan's Patreon, if you go into the show notes, show notes and you uh, go onto the Patreon and you start like becoming a Patreon member, I'm, I don't even know how all this works. Tom's been talking about it for ages, but um, if you be, what was it? You become a Patreon member? You become a Patreon? You're part of the Patreon army? <laughs> <laughs> the Patreon party. Join the Patreon party of Got Faded Japan. But if you if you sign up to Patreon and and you start sending us like some cash and stuff, you don't have to send us a lot of cash if you don't want to. Just support the show by giving us a little bit of cash for booze and so on. We can pay people to get on the show. Like sometimes, sometimes we try to have David Lee Roth on the show, for example. Like uh, David Lee Roth was living in Japan for a long time, right? He was studying kendo and he was living in a Mote Sando. And anyway. I had a connection of a connection to get in contact with David Lee Roth, right? And that would have been so goddamn awesome. We had Fab Mike on the show. We had Brooke Crusher on the show. We had Lady Beard on the show. Uh, David Lee Roth would be in, he would fit well in our motley crew of guests, right? So anyway, so we got in contact with his manager, right? Because that's how you have to do interviews with David Lee Roth. You got to go through his manager and so on. And he wanted $5,000 for an hour interview. And I was like, 
you do know that this is a podcast. And he wasn't even, he didn't even know what a fucking podcast was. He's like, so what is this? Like internet radio or something? You're going to play music? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> you fucking asshole. No, it's not. But um, anyway, he wouldn't budge. And so we had to pay him $5,000, right? Which, of course, we didn't have that in our budget. We didn't even have a fraction of that in our budget. I, I think at that time, Tom had like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I had maybe 80 bucks or something. I was like, well, I can spare 80. But to get some high profile like guests on the show, they actually want money because you have to go through their managers and stuff. Unless you got a friend of a friend, which I have had in the past. And that's how we got like a lot of our guests and stuff. Um, yeah, so my main point is if you support the show, we're going to put all this money towards getting uh, guests because actually, you know what? Fuji Rock is going to happen in a couple of months. Fuji Rock and there's all sorts of other like amazing concerts that are going to happen here. And I can get in contact with these guys, get them on the show, get them completely faded out of their element and uh, yeah, hopefully have one hell of a show. So definitely support Got Fitted Japan on Patreon. And all the money that we don't spend towards guests is definitely going to booze. And if you want to see Tom cross-eyed, shit-faced, out of his mind, on the mic, uh, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll play Russian roulette with Tom. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, send us your money. Send us your money and we'll send you a show. And um yeah, just to remind you, <laughs> Got Feed of Japan has been a free show since 2009, right before the earthquake. Oh, God. Good times, I guess. So, anyway, faders, without further ado, please enjoy this episode with my good friend, my homie, from Sally, Sally, from Cali. God, all right, no more fucking whiskey in my fucking Irish coffee. <laughs> it's too early for this kind of fading. But, yes, my good friend, Gavin. Without further ado, enjoy. All right, Gavin. All right, you've got you've been living in you've been living in a Bangkok for thirteen years. Uh, yeah, about that thirteen years. I've been here from San Francisco. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I've lived here for thirteen years. I came here just uh, originally. I was actually going to move to Japan. When we were go, we used to work together, me and you, at, at Amoeba, and uh, both of us were both studying Japanese and. My original plan was to go and teach English in Japan, but um, I, after I finished university, I uh, went for a, oh, we got our sometime coming, uh, yeah, sometime, thank you, coming my cup. Uh, we got our sometime uh, just placed on our table right now. And anyway, so I uh, came to Bangkok for, and I was gonna come here for a year and get some experience teaching, and then, um, uh, the plan was to go to Japan and maybe say, oh, I'm an experienced teacher, you know, give me more, mm -hmm. give me more money, you know. But I, I got here and um, within like two weeks, uh, I actually got offered a job on the plane coming here. <laughs> uh, well, and it's a long story, but yeah, I got a job pretty much by the time I got off the plane. And then um, within a week, I had met, met an awesome girl that and... Um, and within like a couple months, like my life just had already started. I was making good money and had an awesome girlfriend. And um, her daughter moved in, who's my lovely daughter now. And we've had a good life ever since then. So it's been uh, 13 years. And um, yeah, I, I miss Japan. It was great to visit. I brought my daughter. She's 15 now. And we had a great time in Japan. But uh, and I think eventually she wants to move there. But, um, I, yeah, I've, I've just, it's been great uh, living here and raising a daughter here. So, but anyways, yeah, so here I am. Awesome. Japan, 13 years. So, I mean, Bangkok, 13 years. Yeah, Bangkok. <laughs> yeah, I've been in Japan for 16 years now. Is it 15 or 16? 15. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. How'd that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Alcohol. Alcohol is what happened <laughs> in a podcast that I can't stop. <laughs> it's my new addiction. Not new, but. Nicorette gum, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, feeders. I'm a Nicorette. Nicorette? Yeah, Nicorette. Yeah. Nicorette gum, because, like, you can't get snooze here. And if you can, I can't find it. And, like, I love to snooze. And I couldn't bring that into, like, Bangkok because smuggling tobacco into Bangkok, if you get caught, you get 10 years, right? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you don't smoke, right? Yeah. So anyway, I came here and I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? 
So anyway, I, I started to Jones. Yeah. You know, I started to freak out a little bit. I was like, uh, and my wife, she's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta do something. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I went into a pharmacy and when I went into a pharmacy, I'm like, you gotta have something for me. I don't care what it is. And they're like, oh, we got gum. I'm like, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a double. Yeah. So I've been doing Nicorette gum like since I've been here. So I think I'm gonna quit snooze. I think I'm dumb with snooze. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm chewing Nicorette gum. Now it's my new it's my new hobby. Yeah. My new hobby of passion. But yeah, it's great. Can I blow the Nicorette gum? No, you can't. And it gets really hard, you know? And you're like, uh, uh. It's like the worst gum ever. Do you have it in your mouth right now? No, I left it at the hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was chewing it. And then when I was chewing it when I met you guys, but then when we came yeah. here, I spit it out and stuff, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like it. But, it, you know, it, it really does, cr- cr- like, calm your nerves, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm loving it. I wonder if it would just, like, if I tried it, it would just make me, I'd probably throw up on the sidewalk. Huh? Probably. Yeah, because whenever I try to smoke a cigarette, you know, when I'm drunk, which is like the worst time, you know, I, I just, it just ruins my night. I look cool for a second and then. Dude, cigarettes give you like the worst hangover too. Yeah. Like if you're just, if you're drinking and you don't smoke and then all of a sudden you start smoking, your hangovers amplified the next day. So you just wake up and you're just like, you got the shakes. And you're just like, oh God, why did I drink so much? Oh no, it was the cigarette. Oh, or the cigarettes because you can't just have one, right? Oh man! I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gab, you said that you had a story that's gonna like drop my drawers. Oh, okay. I, no, okay. Now I know a lot of like interesting things happen in Bangkok, and I want to talk about the Lady Boys. What's what is the story about the Lady Boys? How did that happen? Has that been around for like a long time, or is that just like a new thing? <laughs> oh yeah, can we get some water? Oh, we ordered. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. But we we ordered uh, water for for. Yeah. No, that's a set. No, you said no set. No, I don't have a set. Oh, uh, sorry. Can we get? Uh, oh, I do have a noodles? set. No, you know the soup is fine. Yeah, it's great. Oh, okay. You don't want any noodles? No, I'm okay with the noodles. It's okay. Well, I'll take that drink though. This is awesome radio. Like everybody right now is just listening to. It. They're like, what the fuck are these guys eating? <laughs> what are we eating? Here, you, you, all right, you, yeah, all right. So this is Jenny. This is my daughter Jenny. Hi. Uh, what is it? I don't know what this is. Spring rolls. Spring rolls. Yeah. Somtam. And what is somtam? It has papaya. Yeah. Papaya and shrimp and tomatoes. No, wait, not tomatoes. Tomatoes and what are these called again? Ooh, I'm sorry. Well, which I'm one? Those are uh, pe- peanuts? Peanuts. <laughs> what are these called again? These exotic <laughs> things called peanuts. <laughs> Where do you get those? From the peanut tree, I guess, right? I thought it was yeah, I don't know. And sometimes you put crabs in it. What is it called? What is, if you put crabs in it, what is it called? I got so many dirty jokes right now. Somtampu. Somtampu pala. If you don't want crabs, you can also do other sea animals. I don't want crabs animals. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do other sea animals, like shrimps. Which Thank is God this is going over her head. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to call it... Som tam kung because wait, kung is shrimp. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, are we gonna move on to the next? Yeah. So by the way, this is the this is the family show episode. <laughs> First time ever. Here you go. So you what are we? Just hold it. Yeah. Next thing, what are they eating here in this bowl? What was it called? Tom yam gung. Okay, tom yam gung because it has gung, which is. Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 so, I'm using too many Thai words with English words. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, uh, uh, gung is shrimp. Gung yeah. is shrimp and bo is... Crab. <laughs> <laughs> crabs. Yeah, crabs. And this is called tom yam gung. But Jenny, don't say, when you're talking about crab, the food, don't put an S at the end because then it's a, yeah, you're eating crabs. <laughs> It's, no, no. It's like you're eating chickens, or you know. My co-host had crabs once. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> okay. Stop okay. My daughter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, dude, you're. Okay. Anyways, okay. <laughs> what is what's this? This is green curry. And this is and green curry because it's green. <laughs> and it's curry. <laughs> so I, I don't know what else. To talk. I'm so what happy. does it have? That's this is. Uh, is it pork? <laughs> yeah. Chicken. 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 Yeah, so green curry guy. Guy. <laughs> curry. Yeah. Yeah. 
Colegio. What is this? Tomatoes. That's a tomato? It's this. Oh, it's a baby tomato. It's this, but it's green. So they put it in there. Oh, green tomatoes. And these little pea things, what are those? <laughs> no, they're like peppercorns, I think. Yeah, if you bite them, they're like, they're hard. You're not, I don't know if you're supposed to eat them. Yeah, don't eat them. No, eat them, eat them, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. you can eat them. You'll just... I, don't, I don't trust her. <laughs> so eat them, eat them, put them in your mouth. We want to see what happens. <laughs> so that's what we got so far. And then you guys, what are you guys drinking? You're drinking... I don't know. Thai, uh, thai iced tea. Thai iced tea. With with milk, which with is milk. called in Thai what? What is it called? Uh, <laughs> nam. Nam cha. Nam cha yen. Nam cha yen. Yeah. Which literally means milk tea, tea cold. Cold. Yes. Milk, milk tea, tea cold. cold. I'm drinking milk tea cold. I love this stuff. This stuff is absolutely fit. This stuff is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it is so delicious. I just wish it was a little bit uh, spicier, if you know what I mean. Maybe a little sochu in there or something. Maybe a little bit, ah. Put a little touch. Do they do that? They do that, right? No, not for, I don't, I don't think so. Alcoholic beverage. I don't think they do alcoholic beverage of tea, but I'm not sure. Like, I've been pretty much a boring family guy for the last 15 years, or since I've been here, whatever. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think that there's a drink that can't be made better without alcohol. So That's why Japan's awesome. They're like, dude, yeah. everybody here loves tea. Let's put some booze in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you want to hear a story, right? Yeah, you, you told me. Like, you told me about this story. You're like, I've got a story for you. And I was like, i got to have you on the show. So I would love to hear this story. Okay, here we go. I'm going to tell this story. Uh, you can change the names. Actually, Wait, names? <laughs> actually, forget it. Just uh, fu uh, fuck Wait, this dude. Is this Lindsay's. Uh, Wait, no, Lindsay was not in the story. Lindsay's my my good friend. For you guys listening, uh, Lindsay and Johnny knows Lindsay, and he is uh, DJ Audio Void. And um, if you guys, he has a SoundCloud Audio Void. He <laughs> makes awesome music, and. Um, He's a, he's a great artist, and he's been my friend since we were three. But he's not in the story, so I don't know why we've mentioned him. But anyways, <laughs> shout out to Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> I miss you. But anyways, uh, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Lindsay's a great dude. But anyways, so uh, uh, Jenny calls him. What, what's Jenny, what, is, what is his name? Uncle Lindsay. Yeah, Uncle Lindsay. Yeah, so because he's, he's part of uh, Jenny's family. He visits me all the time. Anyways, we love Lindsay. Not in the story. Moving on. Okay, so this story, this goes back to before I, I lived in Thailand. And this is about another friend that actually, okay, Lindsay is in the story because Lindsay and this guy, Andrew, Andrew, um, he was, yeah, this is the Andrew story. I'm going to tell him, okay? Yeah, Jenny's told this. Like, now that it's awesome, Jenny's 15 now, and I can kind of, like, move our relation, our, like, father-daughter relationship up to the PG 15 version, when you know? Uh, what? You don't think that I... Uh, Never. I, I've been, a, like, a responsible father for the most part, kind of. You know, out of respect, I'm watching my mouth. Yeah, I know. Which is really hard for me well, to do. Well, you don't think that I've been, like, a, just in the last... I've, I've kind of, like, uh, exposed you to more, more in the last couple years, haven't I? Or has it just been, like, a, a torrent of obscenity? It and, feels the same, dude. Okay, I guess I am an irresponsible father. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did screw up my daughter. Okay, anyways. Uh, so, anyways, this story is about Andrew. And um, what happened is when I was, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, here, yeah, it's a good story. So, and it's absolutely true. I'm not embellishing this story at all. And um, so we'll see how it goes, and I, I hope that I, it comes across good in the in the podcast here and i hope that i could say it before they kick us out okay here we go so anyways we used to come to thailand um like every six months or so when i was 20 years old starting from when i was 20 years old and what i do is just take my financial aid money and then buy a ticket 
And then um, each time we'd, uh, what we'd do is, you know, we'd stop in Tokyo, stay a night or two or in Tokyo, and then, like, after a night, uh, after, like, getting our delirium to, like, level point eight three zero or whatever we'd we'd land in thailand and just have a crazy time and each time like our trips got bigger and bigger meaning like you know more friends would join and each trip got crazier and crazier so this was about the third or fourth trip and um now it was like like friends from home were coming with us now you know and at this point like the first trip it was like six people the next trip was 10 people. Whoa. This trip was 14 people. Wow, that's like half the plane. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, like, you know, um, I, I think I was about 22 or something like that. Oh, and that's I'd the been, best time to Yeah, travel. but at this point, like, you know, my, uh, my alcohol consumption and drug experimentation and pill popping and all that <laughs> stuff as, yeah had, had uh, progressed by this time, and all, it had with all my friends, too. And so, um, yeah, by this time, we were just like a, a total mess, you know, like by getting on this plane and stuff. And um, so we got, we, we, the night before, it was always like, a, um, we'd always have our plane take off in the morning, and so we'd stay up all night partying the night before, and then get to Japan, usually, and then, you know, stay up all that night, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so... Uh, the night before, we stayed up all night partying. And, uh, Wait, in San Francisco? In San Francisco, yeah. Yeah, we'd stayed up all night partying and uh, taking, like, Oxycontins and, and drinking and, and just, uh, yeah, doing other drugs and, and, you know. Jenny, don't listen right now. But anyway, so uh, we got on the plane and, yeah, we got on the plane. And at this point, like... Uh, at, at some point, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to pass out and, you know, we're going to uh, get some rest before we check in to, uh, check in to, you know, Bangkok, you know. And so, um, but Andrew just didn't get that, that memo and he wasn't about to do that. So he was drinking and acting a fool the whole way. And this time we didn't stop in Tokyo, we were stopping in Taiwan. And um, by the time we got to Taiwan, Andrew was just a, a bloody mess. Like, he was just, just fucked up. And he ended up buying, uh, while we were there, he bought a duty-free shop, like a, um, a, a big fifth bottle. Yeah, like a, 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 a bottle, a fifth of uh, Johnny Walker there. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, he's popping Oxycontin 80, 80 milligrams, like they're candy. And um, so we get to, uh, we get there, and then he's already a mess. And I'm like, dude, you should stop drinking because, you know, we have, a, we have a, uh, um, a reservation, but you don't, dude. Like, you've never been to this country. You don't speak the language. Either did I. But I had been there, and I knew how to get around. And... Um, you know, you should probably, like, be sober when we get come into a new country. He never, mind you, he'd never been out of the country before. You know, he's your typical American idiot, you know. And, uh, and he just, like, I'm like, dude, where are you staying? You know, he's like, I'll stay with you guys. I'm like, dude, it's high season. We rented our hotels a, a month ago. You know, I don't know where you're going to stay, bro. And you probably shouldn't be drunk, you know. And then he ended up getting indignant and just being a dick. He's like, fuck you, dude. You're, fuck you. You're just trying to be a, a little bitch, you know? I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Okay, have fun, you know? I'm not going to help you. And, of course, like, the, the whole thing with this dude, uh, I, I mean, I, I love Andrew still because he's my friend, you know? But at this point, like, I haven't talked to him since that trip, you know? And, and this is... Anyways, like, I wouldn't, at this point, like, he was uh, kind of becoming a nuisance, and uh, the reason he was on this trip is because my good buddy, Ryan, uh, my good buddy, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but <laughs> he, yeah, okay, yeah, my good buddy, he, we had called him the invitation because he'd always invite people, you know, and so he, uh, he invited Andrew on this trip, and the worst part was is that he'd always invite people, and then... Like, he j went on his trip with his girlfriend, you know, and, and like, with the whoever he invited with would always, like, we'd be saddled with him, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, so, and I knew that that's what was going to happen with Andrew, you know? And sure enough, like, you know, when we're on the plane, our buddies, like, sitting, the invitations 
uh, sitting with his girlfriend, like catering to her needs, and we're sitting there with Andrew while he's popping uh, 80s and getting he, uh, like halfway through the second flight while we were coming to Bangkok from Taiwan, they had, uh, he, they had like cut him off, like, and he was like going around, they wouldn't give him any more beer, any more alcohol. And he started like going through the, the overhead, getting his alcohol out of the duty free, you know, the thing. And by that point, I just went to sleep. I was like, dude, stay the fuck away from me, bro. Like, like, um, and then, uh, he just was, uh, like the last thing I remember is that he was like, Hey, do you have any more Oxycontins, dude? And, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, if you don't go away from me right now, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face, dude. I'm serious, you know? And, and he's like, fuck you. And then he went off. And, that, and so I just fell asleep after that. And then I woke up and my other friends that were on the trip were laughing at him. And we're, we're about to like land and everyone's laughing and pointing at him. <laughs> and he's, he's like bent over and uh, like I could s- tell something bad was about to happen. And we landed and as soon as we landed, he starts throwing up, dude, like just vomiting, like all over the place. And these poor Thai stewardess came up and they're trying to catch his vomit while he's vomiting, you know, like with the little vomit bag and it's getting all over them and it's all over everywhere. And every, all my friends, of course, are, are laughing. And, and I'm, I'm like, because since this guy is like the kid I've known since like preschool, I'm like, you know, feeling responsible, like, oh, dude. Oh no! And everybody else on the plane, like, or you know, Brits, and they're like, oh, fucking Americans, you know. And it was just embarrassing, you know. And so, and of course, like everyone else has, yeah, everyone else has no like attachment to this dude except for me, you know. And so, uh, at this point, I was like, hey, dude, uh, okay. After after all that, like, they were just like trying to get us off the plane, and I was like, hey, man, where's your passport? You know, I just want to make sure he had his passport tell him where to go, you know, like, and then just get the hell out of there, you know, let him just deal with himself, you know? And so, uh, sure enough, he, okay, they're giving us our bill. They're trying to kick us out here. Okay. Here's, hey, you just keep on talking. I'll, I'll start to okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, anyways, uh, they, uh, can we, can we, uh, sip the tea, Nightmare Cop? No, no. We just, Okay. Dude, I'm gonna cover it. Don't worry about it. No, I'm just telling them. Like, is it okay if we stay for ten minutes and oh, okay, finish this? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> give him a give him like a hundred baht tip or something. Like, oh shit! All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. And so, anyways, uh, I'm feeling bad. They're all trying to go home. But anyways, I need to finish this story. You gotta finish. Okay. Story. Don't leave out any details. Okay. So, anyways, this uh, he's he's throwing up, right? And um. Yeah, everybody's, like, getting off the plane, and everyone's looking at us that's not our friends, and, like, oh, you pieces of shit, you know? And uh, they're right, of course, you know, we were pieces of shit. And I just, uh, at this point, I was like, dude, where's your passport? And he's like, uh, I don't know, you know? I'm like, is it in your bag? You know, you probably put it in your bag when you got your alcohol and started drinking it, you fucking piece of shit. And it's not in his bag. And so then, by that point, the tour, the stewardesses and the nice Thai people were like wondering like why we're not getting off. And I told them, you know, he doesn't have his passport. So they start rummaging through this dude's vomit to look for his passport. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, oh, I don't know where it is, and he's just a fucking mess. And then the, I guess like while I w- I had fallen asleep, he had went into the bathroom, and they had to like bust the doors open because he had passed out from the drugs or whatever. <laughs> he was passed out in the bathroom and they had to bust open the door. To, and so they like, they're like, oh, they were, he was in the bathroom for a long time. So they start searching through the, the garbage of the bathroom and I went into the bathroom and I'm looking around and homeboy has his head down in the toilet seeing if he can look down in the toilet to see if there's a, you know, the, the, um, the stewardess is like rummaging through the toilet to find this dude's fucking passport, oh my God. you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to fucking kill this dude, you know? And, uh, just, uh, and complete embarrassment. So anyways, um, at one point I was like, dude, you know what? And my other friend, the invitation, I guess he started feeling sorry. So he's helping me try to find this dude's passport too. And, um, 
and uh, he's like, dude, you're, you're, they're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go back, bro. You're gonna have to go back. And then I said, uh, um, hey, okay, just check your, check your stuff one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we said, like, you know, just uh, check everything one more time, and. Um, mind you, he has vomit all over his his person, you know, <laughs> and so I don't want to touch him. But like, I was like, here, dude, search through each one of your pockets one more time. Otherwise, you're gonna have to go back home. And uh, and I was secretly hoping that he couldn't find it, so <laughs> we would have to deal with it. And then sure enough, he puts his hand. Okay, now check your back pocket. And he puts his hand in his back pocket, and his passport's in his back pocket. You know, and he pulls it out, and this fucking dude says, "See, I had my fucking passport, you asshole." At that point, I was just like, all right, I'm done with you, dude. Fuck you. Fuck off, bro. Have a good time in Thailand. And I just walked away. Now, um, at this point, uh, my, my friend, the invitation, <laughs> you know, he takes this dude and he, he shows him where the bathroom is and says, go to this bathroom. But for, uh, after you're done with the bathroom, you see that line over there of those people? Go wait in that line. And then, so uh, he's like, okay. He's like, are you sure you, yeah. You have to go, wash up, and then go wait in the line. We'll be in the line waiting for you. And he's like, okay, 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 whatever. So he goes into the bathroom. We wait in the line. It takes an hour to get through. We don't see him. And we make it all the way through. All the bags, we get all our bags, you know, from the, the check. We don't see him at all, you know. And by this time, like, there was one girl. One of the girls in our, our group was, like, taking pity and was like, I'll wait for him, you know. And, and at this point... I was like, no, I don't want anybody else to be put out. And I was like, no, don't worry. I'll wait for him. You guys go to the hotel, and I'll wait for him and deal with him. And they're like, okay, okay. So uh, everybody left, and uh, as soon as everyone else left, I just left. <laughs> and I was like, fuck him, you know? Oh, that's for you. Thank you. Come on, come on. Uh, and so, so anyways, uh, yeah, so I, I just took off, and then I left, and uh, we got into the hotel, and uh, that night, like, I played with my, friend, my friend's dad's band. I played guitar, and I sat in with his band, and all night, like, we were drinking, and I was up on stage, and I, every night I, like, or every, like, five minutes after each song, I was like, this one's for Andrew, wherever he may be. And the whole bar was, like, all night, wherever he may be. And so, uh, yeah, we got all drunk, had another great night in Bangkok, and, um, and then the next morning, I woke up. And I started feeling guilty, right? And I was like, dude, you know, because he's lost in this city. It's like 14 million people. There's no way that we're going to be able to find him again. He doesn't, this was before cell phones, before like, you know, so we had no idea, like, we're, there's no way. And he's an idiot and there's no way he'd be able to like n navigate by himself. And so, um, it's really story gets good. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you understand? yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah so anyways, uh, uh, I started waking up and I was like hungover and I started feeling guilty like dude I just left this dude like at the airport you know and then right when I started thinking about that my door opens and all my friends walk into my bedroom or in my hotel room and Andrew's there like nothing happened he's like hey what's up dude <laughs> you know, like, like that and I'm like what the fuck okay what, how'd you get here? Like, this is crazy. Because he had no idea where we're staying. Like, the city's huge, you know? Like, there's, there's a thousand hotels everywhere, you know? And so basically what had happened was, okay, from his point of view, is that he woke up, uh, we had arrived in Bangkok. And when we arrived, the sun was out. It was the middle of the day, maybe 2 o'clock. And he woke up from the, um, the, the bathroom, you know? Like, that was the last time we saw him. He woke up from the bathroom, and he said it was nighttime. And uh, since it was nighttime when we were in Taiwan, his brain, his drunken brain got, wires got crossed, and he thought he was still in Taiwan. So he thought that he had passed out in the Taiwan bathroom, and he started going through the airport looking for a flight to Bangkok in the Bangkok airport. 
Yeah, right? Yeah, so he's running around, right? Like, and it's nighttime, and he has no fucking idea, like, that he's in the Bangkok airport. And he keeps on asking people, like, and this dude's a fucking idiot, like, you know? And he's just asking people, like, how do I get to the Bangkok flight to Bangkok? And they're like, you know, pointing in the general direction of the city, you know? And he's just, like, doesn't get it, you know? And somehow he slipped through immigration without getting a stamp, Right? Like, he got through his immigration, and I guess people just weren't, didn't want to deal with him, you know? And they, he just slipped through, and he got through, and, uh, and he's out in front, like, where, like, all the bags are, you know? Like, all the bags in the, the um, info booths are, or whatever. And he goes up, and there's this uh, lady boy that's working there, and this lady boy takes pity on him and realizes, oh, this poor soul's an idiot. I gotta, like, hold his hand. <laughs> And says, like, no, you, you, Bangkok now. And, you know, pulls out, like, a map of uh, Bangkok and is pointing to him. And point, and he doesn't get it. And, uh, and so he, then she pulls out, a uh, like, a, a big globe, like a world map, and said, you, Bangkok, Thailand, now. <laughs> you know? And he's like, oh, fine. You know, then finally it, like, starts snapping together. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, okay, you know, he's starting to get it. And then she's like, your name, your name, what your name? And then, and then he say, Andrew, whatever. And so, uh, and then the, the, the lady boy takes him and then goes and finds his bag going around the little carousel, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe it's just sitting there by this point. It's just by itself, you know. He gets his bag and he gets out and he doesn't like, you know, a, a more a smarter, more adept tra traveler would have, you know, gotten a taxi or maybe um, exchange money, you know? But he doesn't do any of that, you know? He just goes out and he goes to the first taxi dude, the first guy that offers him a ride, and he's like, hey, I only have like $100 bills, like, will this get me to Bangkok, you know? And for people that have been to Bangkok, it costs like maybe like five to... This was the old airport where it was cheaper, too. So it, it costs maybe like $6 at most to get, you know, to downtown Bangkok. And this dude, t like, get, takes a $100 bill, you know. And so <laughs> this guy, like, uh, the taxi driver is like, oh, thank God for this fucking fool. Because, like, I just, you know, paid for my whole month, you know, like, with this guy. So... Sure enough, this guy, um, like, he's all, where do you want to go? And, and, and Andrew, he remembers that his, one of his dad's friends from way back when, uh, his dad's friend that he went to Vietnam and came to Thailand way back when, and his friend's name was John Grace. And, uh, and John Grace always said, hey, you got to go to this place called the Grace Hotel. There's awesome chicks there. You got to check it out, bro. And so he remembers, like, Grace. He's like, take me to Grace Hotel, you know? And so they take him to the Grace Hotel, right? And so uh, Grace Hotel is no longer, like, this awesome place where chicks are. It's this, like, uh, it's this seedy place where, like, Arabs go, you know? Like, which is, like, you know, not to say anything bad about, about, bad about Arabs, but this is a CDS joint, you know? <laughs> so anyways, uh, and there's no awesome chicks there. Um, there's the opposite of that there. But anyway, so he takes him to this place, and um, he shows it. And when you get there, they're like, okay, give me your passport. And, and of course, the taxi driver, he's all, I'll wait for you. Make sure, you know, like, you know, I'll take care of you, you know. And then and Andrew's thinks, oh, I got a buddy, you know. This guy's like my friend, you know. And so uh, Andrew goes in and gets checked in. And they're like, give me your passport. And they look in his passport and see it's not stamped, right? And so, uh, like... They, they check it out, and they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, you know, you're not stamped. And they're like, oh, don't worry. And they take it out, and they stamp it in the hotel room. And the, I mean, the, the reception, they stamp it right there. Yeah, like, and so you think, like, you think, like, no, that's bullshit. How could a hotel have, uh, like, you know? But the thing was, is that I said before, it's, it's no longer a chick place. It's an Arab hotel. And what I think happens is that people that it's hard for them to get visas, like, from, like, Iraq or whatever, they'll go there and then pay a little fee and then get a, a stamp. And I'm sure that he probably slipped them another hundred of his money because this dude spent more than half of his money on the month-long trip 
that night, that day without us, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so anyways, so uh, this dude, like, uh, so he gets a stamp and then, and I'm like, bullshit, that's no way. You did not, like, you're telling, you're lying in this story, you know? And then he shows me his passport and it's for sure fake. Like, you could tell, like, the, 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 the thing was totally thinner. Everything was like, you know, but it was, it was okay, you know, like kind of looked like the same but it was you could tell it was completely different colors everything was a little different and so i was like okay dude i guess you're right and then i had you know told my friend's dad about it i was like do you think that that could really happen he's like yeah you know grace hotel like that's i i'm pretty sure so he he totally lucked out that he went to that hotel otherwise like i don't know what would have happened when he tried to leave you know if he had a bad yeah yeah and so and that would have been a whole nother story. But anyways, uh, so he had gotten that, uh, the, the passport stamped. And then he came out. And, he, of course, that taxi driver is still waiting for him. And, and Andrew's like, hey, where could I get, you know, like an awesome chick? <laughs> and this guy's like, oh, I have just the place. Just another one of those $100 bills and we'll be set, you know. <laughs> and so he takes him to, yeah, he takes him to, like, this uh, CDS place. And then... Um, is like not with with some pretty pudgy like horrible looking girls or whatever, but he he picks the best one out of that one, and he said that this this girl was just like like you know uh, totally disgusted with him as as she has a right to you know. But anyways, like so um, yeah, he ended up paying her two hundred dollars, and so by the time like you know the the his day is done, he he spent like five hundred dollars you know like. And, and in a town that it's hard to spend $100 a day, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so um, yeah, anyways, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he had that night and then woke up uh, the next day uh, after all of that and went downstairs and got a coffee. And it just so happened that that hotel was right down the street, like a block from our hotel. And he went down to get a coffee. And our friends, who had been partying the whole night before, were sitting in front of 7-Eleven drinking beer. You know, you could just buy beer, and then they're sitting there drinking, and they see Andrew fucking walking down the street, and like, hey, dudes, what's up? Like, nothing had happened, and then they walked into my hotel, and then that's that's where the the end of part one of this story ends. <laughs> but that's just the beginning of our trip, and there's just plenty more shit where that comes from. But you get, you're gonna have to wait till next time for that one. And there you have it, Faders, Gavin's story. And I got to say, that was one hell of an introduction to an amazing story. So if you liked it, if you enjoyed what you heard, definitely send us an email. If we get 50 emails from you guys, we are going to get Gavin back on the show. And if you sign up for the Patreon, if you become part of the Patreon Got Faded Japan Army, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll send him some booze. <laughs> we'll get faded with Gavin. We will buy a plane ticket for Gavin to come out here or... Well, I'll definitely go back to Bangkok, but um, I, I don't know if time can do it. <laughs> that guy. Uh, I, I think Bangkok would kill him. <laughs> I think I think once that seal is broken, that guy is just, woo. <laughs> He's never coming back to Japan. But, um, yeah, definitely sign up for the uh, Got Fitted Japan Patreon page. Become a Patreon and uh, definitely support our other sponsors. We've got uh, This Built Inc. Definitely buy some art there. Please buy some art at The Spilt Inc. Um, we also have Gamuso located in Asagaya, and we've got Mitsuya Liquors located in Westside Tokyo. So, Faders, definitely support the show and support Gavin. So, send us an email and we will definitely get Gavin back on the show. I would love to have Gavin back on the show, but um, if you guys liked it, <laughs> this is the bridge to Bangkok. Shit, maybe in the future we might all move to Bangkok. I don't know, but then again, that might kill Tom, so maybe we have to stay here in Tokyo where it's safe for him. <laughs> Faders, thank you very much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Peace. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. 
So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously, got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. It's your liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Well, brother, a goddamn shit something bad for her. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should use me? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.